talk about. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Well, yeah, this might, we might organically start having like a special guests pop in out of nowhere. Oh, guess who just came in? <laughs> check, check. Mike, check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Look at a flick. It's all good. Hey, yo, Plate, we back? Hey, Coon, I think we back. Hey, yo, Plate, we back? Hey, yo, Coon, I think we back. Once again, kings and queens of the world, welcome to King Me, a podcast on holistic flyness, excellence, and a philosophy on how to win at life. Peace, family, what up? Extra. Peace, family, what's good? I see the king in you, you, you see the king in me. Only reason why we see is because we royalty, look. I see the queen in you, and you, you see the king in me, and on the reason why we see is cause we royalty, uh, because we royalty, uh, because we royalty, we royalty, we royalty, we royalty, we royalty, king me, king me, king me, king me. We back. Hey, Coon, I think we back. Hey, yo, play, we back. Hey, yo, Coon, I think we back. I said, hey, yo, play, we back. Hey, Coon, I know we back. Hey, yo, play. What up? You feel like we back? Man, we all the way back, man. It's episode five. For once again. You ready? Once <laughs> again. <laughs> ah, peace and love, family. How y'all feeling? I am. I am your brother, your partner, your homie, your friend. More family. I'm Coon the Poet on the air. Coon the Poet. Live with my brethren, with hey. my brother. What up, though? You want to introduce yourself? You want the me? one and only Chris and Play. Chris and Play. City of Kings royalty, very own. City of Kings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sacramento, what's up? Stand up. Uh, 916, stand to your feet. We here. Salute, 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 salute. Man, it's good to see you, brother. Likewise, man. It's good to be seen. I feel like I haven't seen you since the weekend. <laughs> it's only been a couple of days. Uh, man. Sometimes been... days be long and strong, bro. Yeah, man. Especially when you're in the midst of the grind and the mountain climb. Mm-hmm. But, so look, man. What I wanted to talk about, I don't know if it's possible. But it's of course. Be possible. Can we talk about whatever we want to talk about? Absolutely. Shoot. Let's go. I feel like we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. I'm with it. Talk to me. Suffering in silence. See how the whole vibration just lowered? But it's okay. Sometimes you got to hit the bottom to come all the way up to the top. So I'm going to say it once again. Suffering in silence. I like that. Where that come from? Well, so being very transparent of where I'm at currently right now, my journey, I feel like, and I kind of posted this on social media and things, I feel like I currently, over the past few months, I was walking through a very narrow, dark, and sometimes smelly tunnel. Um, Man, that well came and got you, bro. Well, nah, the thing is, the well tried to come for me as I was purpose walking. And that's the part that confused me. The well is only supposed to come for you when you go the direction of opposite of your purpose. Yeah, facts. And I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, no, you're not supposed to be here. (laughs) You're not supposed to be here. But then I realized, too, and this is all just coming to me, organic speech, transparent speech. Sometimes it's not that you're walking the opposite direction. Sometimes you're just not in the proper position in that direction. Sometimes you may be in the car that you're supposed to be in, but you just may be in the wrong seat. Oh, tell me about that dream. Uh, and so, yeah, as you know, bro, and I appreciate you for being my brother, man. I appreciate you for being on the horn when I, because I called you. I actually had a dream about that. And this dream, it was a very vivid and real, surreal dream to me. I'm only explaining it in a little bit of detail. And it was literally me in a parking lot, chilling in a nice souped up all black sexy vehicle something it was something yeah yeah. all i saw was the inside of it yeah yeah and i know the inside of it felt very comfortable yeah yeah it felt like we made it and then it was an individual my brother we made it man and i and i'm I'm rolling i'm sitting i'm chilling in on my solo and it was an individual that actually walked past a young lady that walked past and she was like Uh excuse me because apparently she saw the look she saw the level of comfort and maybe i'll give it a vibration that i may know somebody with a few different 
jobs. She said, do you know anybody that's hiring? She was dressed to the T and she was ready for the job, whatever the job was. In all actuality, because of who I am naturally, I am connected on that level to where I have, I'm blessed to have brothers and partners and sisters and people that own businesses. And so immediately what I tell her was like, absolutely. I'm like, you know what, sis, don't even trip. Jump in, let's go. I'm gonna, uh, we're going to, I'm gonna ride you directly into their office building right now. <laughs> right. That sound like something the coon be doing. <laughs> let's go. I'm gonna ride you to the come on. Let's go. Jump in. Boom. Close the doors. And I jump in the back seat of the car. And I begin driving the car from the back seat. And the whole time, part of me is like, why am I doing this? And then the second part of me was like, huh, it's comfortable. The third part of me is like it's uncomfortable. So then the fourth part of me was like it's comfortable. Keep driving. Mm-hmm. And so I'm driving a car. I'm driving a car. We end up on the freeway at this point, and now we're picking up speed. I don't know how I'm touching any pedals. Maybe I'm not. And maybe this is why the car began to spin out of control. As I'm driving the car, we're catching speed. It spins out of control. We then crash. Driving from the back seat. Eject, reject. We fly off the car. I then flee the scene. Mm-hmm. I woke up shortly after that. I woke up shortly after that, after hearing whoever was watching on the sidelines yelling, scream curses at me like you're a fraud. Who is that young man? He is not honest. He's not safe. He's not who he says he is. I'm being real transparent because that dream really bothered me. <laughs> that dream bothered me a lot. I woke up and I was and I felt extremely bad. Yeah. I felt like I led somebody into a dangerous situation trying to help them. And that, honestly, what I realized at that very moment is that that was actually one of my greatest fears, leading people off the cliff. And so for a long time, even after hearing like, hey, you're supposed to lead, you're, you're meant to be a leader. For a long time, I actually um, fleed and evaded the position of leadership, all because I know that leadership comes with the responsibility and I don't want to lead people off the cliff. And what that dream is and what I believe about dreams, dreams really have a way of, there's, there's a few types of dreams. I began studying dreams a few years ago after I just kept having dreams and they started haunting me and all, that, all those kind of things. Yeah, it sounds like episode one to me. Come on. And so what I believe, and make sure y'all go ahead and uh, rewind the track, play it back, go all the way back to the beginning of this saga and journey and check out episode one entitled Reflections. While I'm thinking about this dream, what this dream begins to telling me, right, as I'm, as I'm thinking, as I'm reflecting on it, and before I even called my brother, I called play like, hey, I got to tell you about this dream. And I told him the dream. He got real quiet. I got real quiet. And he's like, you know what that mean, right? You know how he's speaking his deep voice. Go ahead and give him a little bit of that so they know I ain't playing. I mean, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. You know right? what it's saying, right? You know what it's saying, right? And I was like, I didn't even let him answer because immediately them whispers began getting louder and they're screaming in my ear. Man, them whispers be so loud, bro. And what that dream was telling me, what God was telling me, no more leading from the back seat. Come on. Say it again. No more leading from the back seat. Yo, family, I hope y'all heard that. The no. dreams don't just be for one specific in particular person. What the whispers say? No more leading from the back seat. Come on, little brother. No more jumping in the back seat of a car, preparing to drive in the driver's seat, especially when you have valuable lives, especially when you have lives that you're responsible for. Come on. Y'all, y'all don't think y'all really get it, man. Look, and that's been Come literally on. my journey because my whole life I've been a little brother. Mm. And now I'm being very real and honest with y'all because my whole life I've been a little brother. And my whole life, I've always played the back seat or the passenger seat well. I've always was the shooter before I was the driver. I prefer not to be the driver so I can shoot a little bit higher, a little bit further, so I can be the one to be like, yo, that way, that way. Oh, them right there, I got them, boom. I was a good lookout. Yeah. And so leadership, honestly, leadership wasn't nothing I was excited about. And I'm telling y'all this because I told y'all we're talking about suffering and silence. But now I'm being loud, I'm opening my mouth, and I'm gonna be very transparent about my fears, my doubts, my insecurities. Cause I've had them, I have them. I have a lot of them, more as, than what people and, know. And as we all do, yeah, yeah. really interesting, right? So this is how I know we be in alignment. So on the way here, yeah, traffic crazy, right? Of course, mm -hmm. you're talking about 
you know, 80, 99. Everybody who heading south back to Elk Grove or back to the Bay or back to Stockton, the cats who work in Sacramento but don't live here, traffic. Miles and miles of five o'clock traffic. Hence the reason why I set up my business to where I only work between the hours of nine and 2 p.m. and I have every Friday off. Cause I'm not dealing with that traffic. <laughs> that boy, they got bougie, look at him. I mean, I, you know, safety. <laughs> traffic brings stress. So I get off the freeway and I'm like, man, whatever, I'm gonna just ride the streets. So I ride the streets. I get off and lo and behold, next to me in her truck is my old boss. I ain't gonna say her name. Nah, it's good. Hey, what up, boss? She knows who she is. I'm boss. And 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 you know, out of all love and never no disrespect to anybody, the boss when she was a boss when I was an employee. Side note, I am the most unemployed American on American soil <laughs> in 2018. I know a couple more unemployables. Now I'm super unemployable. <laughs> he just says that we could be next to each other. <laughs> But I'm super unemployed. I never have a job again. She straight up told me she was like, you know, after she kind of degraded me a little bit and uh, said that my demeanor is aggressive and how I carry myself is hurtful and people don't want to be around me and people are afraid of me and the way I carry myself is too much for people. She then deems herself to tell me that there's no money in education and that I should go to school and get a degree and hmm. become an employee. So that I can make some money because there's no money in education. Right. Also went to say that, you know, her husband's friend owns a restaurant and that I could go work there at night, make some money, go back to school in a day. And then I could, you know, follow up with being in education. That was about seven or eight years ago. And since then, of course, I've opened the nonprofit. Kuhn and I have served over 10,000 students in the last 12 years. Wow. We're in almost every school district in Sacramento County at this moment, and a lot of colleges training professors and teachers and administrators and principals, uh, as well as community organizations and families on how to live a fluid, beautiful, intellectual, thriving kind of life. And so as I'm looking at her, I'm like, uh-oh, I already know where Coon going. Because the whisper that came into my head was, not everybody is meant, not everybody is meant, not everybody in your life is meant to help pull your gifts out. Hmm. Not everybody in your life is not meant to help you to grow. Not everybody is able to see what you're capable of doing. Even though I had a dream, and even though my dream was working, she couldn't see it. So I was condemned to a different space via her lens. And, and I just, I kind of looked and, you know, I laughed it off. But, you know, that was the epiphany at that moment that says, your journey is meant for you. The whisper Coon hears is in Coon's language. Come on. The whispers play here be in play's language. Now, if playing Coon are in alignment, then it's nothing for us to think the same thoughts, which happens on a regular basis, right? But at the same time, bro, like, I was blown back that that literally happened before we pulled up to the studio. So I knew you, I knew where you was going. At that time when she was telling me those things, I literally shut down, bro. Like, I couldn't function, I couldn't talk, I couldn't stand up for myself. I couldn't say nothing because I didn't, I didn't have the tools. I didn't know how to articulate myself and, and, and share it with her that, yo, you're making me feel unsafe. And I feel like you're judging me. You're being real prejudiced right now and understand that prejudice has nothing to do with ethnicity or color or socioeconomic status. Prejudice has everything to do with you prejudging somebody based off of what you think you know about them. And so I go to our boss, right? And our boss is like, you know, you could have walked out. I said, what? I could have walked out. She was like, listen, man, you gotta be able to advocate for yourself. If you feel uncomfortable in a space and you feel like somebody's being prejudiced towards you or somebody's not valuing what you bring to the table, in a constructive manner, and I'm gonna add to that, if there's people in your life that are not allowing you to thrive, there we go. and you working with them, Let's go. if you got partners that don't see you, you got family members that don't understand you, you got teachers that don't get it, that's okay. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't suffer in silence. Don't suffer in silence. And it's okay to advocate for, let's go. It's okay to advocate for yourself. It's okay to advocate for yourself. And understand that advocating for yourself, advocacy does not look just one way. Facts. 
I'm speaking to my artists now. I'm speaking to my wizards of words. I'm speaking to my, in the words of one of my OGs, Hurricane the Poet. Hey. I'm speaking to my microphone messiahs. What up, Kane? Shout out and salute. I'm going to encourage all of us to not just speak truth, but speak your truth. And sometimes that don't look so pretty. And that's okay. Sometimes it don't always look like a beautiful performance. And that's okay. And that's okay. Sometimes speaking your truth may literally look like the thing that will cause for people to ostracize you. Sometimes speaking your truth may cause for people to judge the heaven in you and the <laughs> hell out of you. Come on, bro. Sometimes speaking your truth may not necessarily be the popular vote. Sometimes speaking your truth may not necessarily make anybody that you love love you back. Facts. But speaking your truth most definitely will allow you to free yourself and get that stuff, that gunk, that corrosion that most definitely builds up when your battery is working overtime, working harder during cold seasons, right? It'll most definitely get that gunk out. Man, it, shout out to my brother, Obi-Wan Kenobi, AKA Odie, hmm. AKA Otis Littman. Hmm. My big brother used to say all the time, man, I'd rather you not like me for telling the truth and respect me at the end of the day than hate me and disrespect me for lying to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Realest thing I ever heard in my life. That's called advocacy. We may not understand it. We may not respect it. We may not value it at the moment, but I'm being led down this path. If you have a relationship with somebody, I'm saying romantic, I'm saying spiritual, I'm saying emotional, I'm saying bloodline, I'm saying chosen, any kind of relationship with somebody. If you can't speak truth and your truth be respected, you don't need to be in that relationship. Play, I'm talking to you. Wow, come on. Facts, bro. Like, I want what I want and I'm coming for it. Let's go. If you're not in a space to where you can deliver what I'm asking for, you gotta go. I told y'all in a couple of podcasts ago, nobody's safe, nothing is safe. My own self is not even safe. Hmm. It's the mission, what's the mint, bruh? That well, I'm not fucking with that well. Well. I can't keep saying that enough. And obviously now there's something else on the side next to the well that's like, okay, he ain't, he, I can't get him because I'm the well. So whatever that is that was coming up testing is coming too. It's always two sides to the coin, y'all. Yeah. Actually, it's a third. There's the left side, there's the right side, and then you can decide to walk in between on the middle. Stand mm -hmm. the coin up so you can look at both, and then you can make a conscious decision on how you want your life to live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoever you around, whatever you around play, mm -hmm. family, whoever you mm -hmm. around, whatever you around, if you can't speak your truth and your truth be validated from these individuals, from this group of people, through this experience, disconnect. Well, I'm just saying, bro. I refuse to suffer in silence. No more. And it's 2018. There's no reason for us to say, right, man, YouTube has changed the game. Y'all wanna learn how to get up out of a situation? YouTube it. Come on. Google will tell you what to do real quick. Come on. Anyway, I'm rambling. Nah. What's nah, up with my nah, brother? No, 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 no. You better not. I you better man, not. I'm not. You better not. You better not. You better quit it. I'm not gonna let you do it. He did it. Listen. Where we going, bro? Suffering and silence. Tell me about it. And when we, so what happens is, I'm gonna tell you, and I'm, gonna, I, and I love the fact that that was a, uh, I love that we can in our imperfections we can give perfect lessons. Man, cause I am not perfect, bro. I'm so flawed. I love the fact that in our imperfections we can give perfect lessons. So what that what that looks like is the fact that like my brother just showed you the reason why we'd be like, you know what, I'm gonna just be quiet. You know what? I'm gonna just stop talking because nobody's gonna listen to me anyway. That that wasn't a whisper. I mean, I hope y'all be listening. I hope y'all be listening. I just, I don't want to put a vice on people. I mean, these are things I think about on a regular basis. I really want to live my best life. I didn't have two or three partners pass. Come on. And I'm not saying they didn't live their best life. I just saw one of their brothers a couple of days ago. And I had to apologize to him. Like, one, I wasn't there for you enough. And two, like, your brother is gone. Yeah. And me looking at that, like, gone at 33, though? Come on. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the least I can do. Mm-hmm. The most I can do is be there. The most I, I can do is support. The most I can do is love. You know, the most I can do is be there. The most I can do is step in. Yeah. If I went tomorrow, I want my kids to be able to press play on everything that we've done, to mm -hmm. be able to hear dad. Come on. Yeah. 
I want my great grandkids to be able to run that back and really understand what this bloodline about. Understand who they are, legacy, let's go. Your best life. Best. And not based off nobody else's judgment though. Come on. That, that's what I'm not with. You're not finna put me in a box. You're not finna put me in a situation. If I, if y'all ever find out what you called to do. Let's go. If you ever find out what you called to do, if that whisper ever pop up in the middle of the night and you wake up like you have been underwater for 30 seconds mm -hmm. and somebody was holding you down and you happen to get up, if you ever, ever, ever get the opportunity to see what that whisper is, don't take that lightly. And don't let the whisper suffer in silence. Oh, because that whale gonna come for you. Well, so look, and the reason why, so we gotta, gotta understand, so, and then I'm gonna talk to my people out there on social media because I just went live, but we've already been knee deep in the whole conversation and the whole, and the topic of today is suffering in silence. And this was a topic that I decided to pose mainly because I had a very, I'm gonna call it phenomenal, but my last night, things that I was pulled into Right, and I ran into head first, and really sometimes the creator will allow you to see some things for you to then change something about it, do something about it, speak upon it. And so now I'm because of what I saw in some of my my loved ones, my family, right, in the darkest hours of their night, in their darkest hour, and what I was blessed to to help them through. I want to now charge them as I charge myself with not allowing whatever your darkness is, whatever your pain is, whatever it is trying to come up against you, not allow that to win by suffering in silence, by not sharing it. Meanwhile, you're walking around carrying it. People know that something is wrong. Come on. But they don't know what is wrong. Come on. And the reason why we don't want to share what's wrong is because one thing, and one of my loved ones actually spoke this last night after they just went through one of their darkest hours and he said, I don't want, he said, I don't want sympathy from nobody i don't want nobody to feel like they gotta feel sorry for me and i said big bruh know that regardless of what they feel like they gotta give make yourself care about yourself so you get it out you share it you be transparent because if you don't that thing that's inside of you will stay there eat you up and it will feast upon you you will continue to be its host, this pain, whatever it is that's coming up against you, right? Come on. Whatever it is that trying to, and we got different trials. We've talked about this in some of the few other episodes about the fire and how it's designed to actually make us stronger, how it's designed to make us more shiny, all that kind of stuff. But then there are things that come about that are more like the consuming fire. And how we allow that fire to consume us is by sitting with it. And I can raise my hand and I can tell y'all that I've sat with a lot of things for the same reason. Mm -hmm. Don't want people to judge me don't want people to feel like they got to feel sorry for me or mm -hmm. look at me like I'm broken but in truth how you stand strong is by standing in your standing in and on your truth facts standing on top of it thank you auntie Lisa Nichols let's go shout out to Lisa Nichols right so when you do stand on your truth what it does is one it gives nobody no power to feel like they got some dirt on you <laughs> Feel like they know something about you that nobody else knows too. Sounds like eight mile to me. Hey, shout out to B Rabbit. I hope I hope hey. I hope, hope y'all getting y'all notebook out because he just gave y'all a, a, a nugget. But also what it does is, and this is the most important part, and I give this one, and and and, and this is the one that I, I I pose out there to my fellow. Once again, shout out to my OG Hurricane the Poet, my fellow microphone messiahs, my wizards of words, my lyrical uh, mechanics. Those that have a responsibility behind this mic, understand you have a responsibility to then lead by example in your truth. Facts. And I'm telling this is also for myself too. Yeah, I speak a lot of my truth, but it does sometimes take a lot for me to process my truth. Facts. And what the revelation I had last night while I'm helping my loved one through one of his darkest hours and standing in the midst of it. And once again, I'm humbled and I'm blessed that I just so happen to pop up at that very time. I don't need to go into detail necessarily because it's not my truth to share like that. It is his and we made a pact that he's gonna share it. But one of the things that I learned and I discovered is that peace, that peace from sharing your truth most definitely can set everybody free. Man, could you because it's a form of bondage. Come on. I play real talk, man. Like and 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 I and you never know who else is bonded neither though. A lot of people be bonded by the same exact truth. So when you stand up and you speak your truth, you allow other people to be free. And I'm gonna name these, I'm gonna throw these out there for the because I there's so many different truths out there, so many different real, real raw and uncut 
truths out there that happen on a daily to us. Let's go. Right? Whether it be domestic violence, right? There's some that are literally suffering in silence by the way of domestic violence. They come, they smile every day. Nobody knows what they're going through when they get home. It's a salute to my sisters. For those that are truly my sisters, y'all already know how I move. And keeping this, once again, it's not my truth to tell, but y'all know I'll kick through a door in a quickness. And I've done it. And, and let's keep it true. Domestic violence ain't, ain't always physical. Sometimes it's mental. Sometimes right. it's emotional. Sometimes it's the lack of. Right. And the and brothers go through it too. That part. Let's keep it all. Let's keep it real as well. There are there are a lot of there's some men that go through domestic violence as well, and I can I can speak. I've witnessed it multiple times. I've also witnessed it with my own eyes, even very recently in the last 24 hours. And it's even more painful because a lot of times, because of certain codes that are not necessarily solid to me, not cool. And hopefully throughout our journey, we can help kind of reformulate some of them codes. A lot of times, unfortunately, a lot of us men aren't allowed to speak on certain things that like uncool situations, right? Mental manipulation is a form of abuse, right? The ability for a person to put their hands on you and you can't touch them back without you going to jail and them knowing that and using that against you, that's most definitely abuse and it's most definitely not cool and it will put us in a, in a, in a form of bondage. Facts. If we allow ourselves to suffer in silence. And so for my loved one that actually reached out to me, I salute you for even reaching out and, and, and letting me know that you're at your, you are at your weak point and you are at one of your darkest hours. And I thank you for trusting me when I said, as soon as God gave me the word, I got you. Facts. And I'll try to be obedient. And this was a situation where he felt like it was an emergency, but I wanted to make sure that I was still and I wasn't moving out of my own impulse. In the moment that it was given to me to move, I moved and I popped up right at the same time and it was going down. And that situation most definitely got rectified. We don't have to talk about it no more in depth and detail because there's other situations that most definitely keep people in bondage and allows and makes people suffer in silence, such as the whole time being at a, we talk about this kind of stuff often, right? Being at a job that you hate. Come on, man. And that was just given to me. Fuck. <laughs> Play, watch your mouth. I'm sorry. Forgive <laughs> but me. Nah, nah. But that's why I'm hella unemployable. Man, go ahead. <laughs> Being the biggest, the blackest, the darkest, the Come loudest. On, let's go. In whatever situation I'm in. I was just telling somebody a couple days ago, like I'm meant to be in education. I tried to leave Sacramento and go to school in Texas. Mm -hmm. I tried to do other jobs. Nothing worked. Nothing worked. Cool. Nothing else worked but education. So I know that's what God was telling me. Like, this is where you're supposed to be. Teach. I've had 75, 65, 85 different jobs. Teach. Doing all type of things that I didn't I didn't want to do. Uh -huh. I was, car broke down a couple days ago. Had to take some pieces off the car. Somebody suggested that me and the family go to the junkyard to go pull the part, right? And I'm like, all right. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation I had to have with myself was like, yo, Play, you promised 10 years ago we wasn't going to put ourselves in this situation no more. You promised that we was going to get the bag so you don't spend our time, you don't spend your time in the sun sweating and slaving trying to pull off an old ass part on an old ass car to put on your old ass car. <laughs> and, I, and, and I did that, right? Because that, that's my responsibility. Got to take care of the family. Right. But then it got me thinking. Mm -hmm. All of the trials and tribulations that I had been through, I had decided, I had made a conscious decision that I was sent through those things to learn what I did not like and what I was not going Let's to go. do Come anymore. On. That's why you my brother. Alignment, I just had that conversation today. Gee, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Love you, bro. Go ahead, keep pushing. Love keep you pushing. too. Time, I, I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying like, I'm not, bro, I'm not, I'm 34 this year. I'm not working backwards no more, bro. OG. <laughs> OG. I, I earned mine. They told, they told me I was only supposed to see 115, and I've seen two. Let's go. Congratulations. Thank you. Plus three and a half years so far. Hey. And I'm healthy. And I own mine. So I'm just saying, like, he started getting his own attitude. Yeah, and look, look, and I own mine. Because, oh. bruh, I'm not, and I never claim victimization at all, but I was a victim. I was victimized, bro. I was misunderstood. I, I had prejudice thrown at me. Yeah. I, I didn't have, Yeah. let me not lie. I have wonderful, beautiful people that I worked with. Yeah, absolutely. That took care of me, that molded me. Shout out to my sister, Aaliyah Holmes. Hey, shout I out. I love to you sister. to death. You know, I'll do anything for you. Shout out to her squad. Zach, you Mama know, and, State, and, and yeah. Mama Stacy. Yeah, shout uh, out. My Shay Parker. Hey, you shout know, out, sis. Shout out to my family, PJ Smith. Shout out. You know, Adrian Williams, man. Shout out to my family for mm -hmm. those are the ones who took care of me when I was there, who allowed me to 
create yeah. and cultivate my gift. But I will say, again, the other side of the coin, and I'm walking in between the coin, right? The coin is standing up. Mm -hmm. The other side of the coin is that there were people who didn't understand. There mm -hmm. were people who didn't get it because that wasn't their mission, nor was Come it on. their vision. And so with them not understanding the situation, it put me in a situation where I was uncomfortable. I didn't feel safe. Come I on. just had a conversation with an administrator about this. Come on, I'm not going to say who it was or what it was, but there's a brother that 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 worked at one of the school sites and he's on this team. And uh, this team is about equity. Come on. And. The brother never spoke up and the admin was like, what's the deal with that? Like, mm. you're supposed to be helping people that look like you. And I had to straight up say, sometimes we don't feel safe enough to share our story because they don't understand. Come on, let's go. Or they may judge us or they may wow. put us in a situation where our jobs and our careers and our families are on the line. So I'd rather swallow my pride. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. Did that sound familiar to anybody? I'd rather swallow my pride and my ego. Yeah and not say anything. Yeah. I'd rather not stand on my truth. I'd rather sit next to it rather than put my livelihood in jeopardy. And I get that and I respect that. But where Chris and Play is right now. Where Kuhn the Poet is right now, let me raise my hand real quick because I'm tagging. We tagging? Well, get him. do that. So listen, because the issue is that be suffering in silence. When your heart, and I just got a phone call from one of my little brothers today. Come on, man. Bro. And not saying that I'm all about, I'm all for this, but he said, bro, I quit my job today. I'm done, bro. And I was like, what's your heart saying? And he said, my heart said that I can't continue to do a job that deceives people knowing that I know that I'm doing that and I'm making them, I am participating in them not being able to pay their bills soon because I am convincing them that buying multiple, I'm not gonna even say, I'll just say it. buying multiple phones or buying my product is the best thing for them. Even if they don't have the dollar, I am finessing them. I'm swindling them out of what it is that they're going to really need. And I'm making them trust me. And the fact that he when he when he broke it down to me of the reason why he had to make a decision to get out of that field. What I said was, LeBron, proud of you, because what you're now doing is you're learning what your spirit, who your spirit is. You're learning what does not agree with your heart, what does not agree with your spirit. You're learning where your purpose is, where your calling is, right? We have multiple gifts and those of us that have the gift of gab and the gift of tongue, we can be used most definitely to do some things that are hurting people and not necessarily helping them. And he said, big bro, I just don't want to hurt people no more with my gift. And I said, you know what, you're 25. At 25, I made the same decision. Come on, man. Me I made too. The same decision. Me too. That's when my journey started. And that's where the journey some for for some of us men, some of us kings, our journey start at that moment of making a decision. Topic of the day is, remember, bro? Mm-hmm. Come on, say suffering in silence. Suffering in silence. Suffering in silence. Suffering in silence. Y'all don't have to stand up and raise your hand. But if y'all feel the need to want to raise your hand and be like, you know what, me too. I've been there. Let's go. You know, that'll let us know that we got family and we not only family, we got real ones and warriors that have no problem with admitting their truth. Sometimes to, and we and we see the memes, right? We see the quotes out there that it's the strongest people that are going through some of the hardest stuff and you never know it and all that kind of stuff. But in real life, y'all, it's the truth. And it's the truth for a reason. It's the truth for a reason. We know that the fire refines us. We know that storms actually create great harvests. What we don't know all the time is what exactly to do during those times. How do you, when you know that your blessing is gonna come as soon as you get out the tunnel. Yeah, you know that, but what do you do while you're in the tunnel? And these are the kind of conversations that we like to have, right? And so one thing I can tell you not to do, not to just sit in the middle of that tunnel, in the middle of the darkness and lay down in all the gunk and the mud and everything else that be in tunnels when the lights be off. You could, if you're of a breed like myself, you could sing the song that frees you while you're walking through the tunnel. That's singing the song that most definitely mo mobilizes you to get through the tunnel. You could dance your way through that tunnel. You could, what's some other things, brother, you can do when you're actually in that place? I mean, that's 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 exactly why we do the fasting exercise, right? So, Tell, so break to, that down. Give, give that to him a little so, bit. Because. So, the, so the fasting exercise. Let's let's just say. Let me not just let, let me not say let's just say let me remind you that you are a vessel and a vessel is an empty let's just imagine a vessel being an empty cup mm, empty cup i got my rockstar can okay the rockstar can is empty you're empty uh -huh. 
And as you experience and go through life, things get poured inside of you. Some of those things are healthy, some of those things are unhealthy, and some of those things are in the middle. Yeah, creating balance, let's go. Right, so oftentimes we go through situations where majority of the things that are poured inside of us are of the darkness, of the mud, of the gunk. Yeah. So my question that I wanna propose is, if that's the case, and your vessel is full, and you wanna pour clean water, you wanna start your life over, you wanna give yourself a third, a fourth, a fifth, a 16th, a 29th, a 150th, a thousand chance, mm-hmm. and you wanna pour clean water into your vessel, into your empty rock star can, mm-hmm. but it has mud and gunk in it, Sacramento River water. And taurine and guarana. Side note, do you know what taurine is? Man, I don't wanna talk about it right now because okay. I just put that all in my body. <laughs> so, yeah. For those of you listening, go look up what taurine is. It's gonna kind of mess you up a little bit. Anyway. To the gunk, to the mud, to the the, <laughs> the mud, the Sacramento River water inside of your vessel. Yeah. When you when you go get that fresh water from Tahoe, right? That melted snow, mm. and you put that in your vessel. Mm. What happens to that melted snow water? What happens to that Folsom Dam water? Mm. When you throw it on top of the, the gunk, the Sacramento River water. As our babies say, it's contaminated. They use a big words, powerful words, million dollar words. We love our babies. The uh, Sacramento River water has now contaminated the clean snow water. Absolutely. So now that water's contaminated. So I'm saying all of that to say you have to find ways to get all of that out. So we got an exercise called the fasting exercise. And you know, I had a really bad relationship and couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, couldn't watch TV. I used to work at Blue Diamond. I hated that job. I swear I would never go back to that. No disrespect to anybody that works in facilities like that. It's just not for Chris and Play. I had a different calling on me. And I was so uncomfortable being in them spaces, man. I had to go find out what I was supposed to do. And I had to get that gunk out of me because around that time, I was trying to figure out my life. And then I had a really bad relationship. She took everything from me. Took my heart, took my soul, took my mind, took my creativity took everything. I thought I was going to be in love with that girl for the rest of my life. Couldn't function. Coon, I couldn't do nothing. Like there was one point in time where I was like, man, fuck it. I'm going to just go lay on the freeway. I'm just end it. Suffering in silence, right? Yeah, you tripping. Couldn't do it, bro. I like, I like, I literally like, I literally like, you seen that movie Constantine? Absolutely. Okay, so you seen Constantine. Anybody else seen Constantine? They seen it. So there's a scene in Constantine where the minister preacher dude who was gifted, right? Who who God came and talked to him or he would hear voices or whatnot. The whispers would be real loud. There was a scene where the other side of the coon got to him and touched him and started whispering and talking to him. And he went in the liquor store and was wrong with everything. But he didn't, but he was breaking bottles, trying to drink, trying to drink, trying to drink so he can calm down in voices. And he didn't even know that the alcohol was going in his system. And so he's drinking, thinking that the bottle is not even open. And so he's drinking, 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 but in actuality and reality. He drowned himself. I was in that situation, bro. Like I couldn't, not the drowning. And I tried to drown myself in, in sorrow and in liquor and, and kicking it and other women and keeping busy and et cetera. I tried, it didn't work. I tried to quiet the voices, it didn't work. And that's where that, me wanting to lay on the freeway came into play. Cause I couldn't stop, I couldn't stop it. It was so loud. It was so loud and unbearable and uncomfortable. And then the elder came out of nowhere and was like, hey man, you good? And I'm like, nah, I'm not. And they was like, man, whatever you going through, I want you to give it to the paper. And then I want you to destroy the paper. And I was like, what you mean? He was like, what's, what's a piece of paper made from? Tree, it's made from a tree, from wood. And he was like, a tree is alive, right? It grows, right? It has babies, right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, listen, there's something called a transference of energy. Family, there's something called a transference of energy. Transference of energy, come on. You take this negativity off you, you take whatever you're thinking about, whatever's going on, whatever situation you have found yourself in and you give it to the paper. This is called the fasting exercise. You give it to the paper. You take all of it out of you. I don't care what it is. I don't care how long it's been a a part of you. I don't care how long it's been attached to you. Mm -hmm. I don't care who did it to you. Mm. You want to set yourself free? Give it to the paper. Give it to the paper. Then once you're done writing, if you can't write, you draw a picture. If you can't draw a picture, you draw a line. Draw a line. Can't draw. You take the the pencil, you stab that paper, you stab it, stab it, stab it. If that's the energy that you're feeling, that energy is going to go into the paper and it's necessary. Because the paper is still alive because it's a part of a life. Mm -hmm. So I did that. Mm -hmm. 
And then he said, I want you to fold the paper in half and then I want you to speak positive, powerful, enlightening affirmations over whatever situation you're in. And you do that on a regular basis until you feel better. And I was like, man, you tripping. And two more days went by. I really thought about going to lay on the freeway, bro. And I was like, man, if I did that, mama, if I killed myself, my mama would kill me. <laughs> How selfish is that of me? I can't do that. So let me try this paper thing, because there ain't nothing else working. Can't smoke enough, can't drink enough, can't sleep enough, can't eat enough. Sex enough. Can't sex enough. Come on, we gotta keep it all the way real and transparent. Nothing was working. So I write it on the paper. I feel better instantly. Really? And I've been doing it ever since. Transfer into energy, get it off me, give it to the paper. And then make sure you speak affirmations over yourself. Make this is sure you speak affirmations over yourself. Cool, give me five affirmations. I am, I am powerful. I am, I am phenomenal. I am, I am extraordinary. I am, I am a superhero. A superhero. I am, I am love. I am, I am beautiful i am invincible facts and sometimes you got to tell yourself that got to because your situation may not share that with you you may not be able to tell yourself that people around you may not be able to share that with you you have to tell yourself that and you know shout out to again uh sean diddy combs and the take that take that take that theory hey take that take that take it. i heard him once say sometimes you got a lot of yourself until you get to where you want to be and in those affirmations, sometimes you gotta do that. Cause there's gonna come a point in time where, where things get shifty and things get uncomfortable. But if you don't take care of self, who gonna take care of you? Self-care ain't selfish. Self-care ain't selfish. So listen, sometimes you gotta tell yourself. I am, I am. That you are great, that greatness. you are phenomenal, that you deserve love, that you're not, you're not an idiot, that you are intellectual, that you are brilliant, that you are wonderful, that you are phenomenal, that you are a god, that you are born of greatness. You got to tell yourself that. Yeah. Because for some reason, I don't know what that is about. I don't know if it's a human nature thing or if it's an American thing or if it's a Sacramento thing, but some of us out here in my city tend to take the negative and hold on to that. Yeah. Like forget about the other things that we come from and what we've been able to do. So I just want to encourage y'all. If you ever find yourself in that situation, man, do that. Understand you can transfer the energy and don't give it to the next person, mm. right? And, and that, this is more transparency, right? And this is the reason why as a, when I become a father, I will most definitely be using a different hand, a different kind of hand to rear and to discipline my, my children. America, can we please disregard and delete the word discipline? I would love to use this redirect. Can we use the word redirect? Because discipline has a negative connotation Absolutely. to it. You ain't got to discipline nobody. If you disciplining people, or if you feel like somebody in your family or your babies that you work with or the babies that you got in your life or your husband or your wife or your significant other, whoever they are, need to be disciplined in some manner, you need to change your perspective. And I'm gonna say that because it has a negative connotation to it. And we need to figure out, and this is something I've been thinking too, talking about equity for the last five months with all of these administrators in school districts, discipline is not the proper way to adjust and provide epiphanies to people, right? There's a different way to do it. We can, re, you can redirect the behavior and help them to adjust, but they don't, you don't have to hurt them, whether it be mentally, physically, emotionally, with time, spiritually, academically, we gotta be able to redirect this situation. Yeah. Can we, can we, can, brother, can we do that? Redirection. Change the narrative. There we go. We're going to read Yeah, I like it. Okay, I'm with redirection. that. Give a redirection to our babies. So when you become a, a papa, when you become a father, you're going to be redirecting your babies in? In a different kind of love. Making sure, first and foremost, that I'm not using them as toilets, as trash cans, right? As buckets, like when we have a drunken night and we need to get that stuff out of our system. So, ugh, and we're saying, you did this, you did that. I'm disappointed in speaking or speaking curses on them out of anger and just trying to get that stuff off. There is a difference between redirecting your, your child 
right? Because we come from being all the way real. Talking about black American culture, right? Where they'll take that belt and they put it on your butt, right? And they're like, look, I'd rather do it than have the white man do it, have a police do it, have anybody else do it, blah, blah, blah. There's a difference between doing that out of anger and doing it out of love. There's a big difference and the energy is the difference. Can I, can I say this real quick? So when I, when I hear that, I think of my grandmother again, who was a sharecropper, right? Who spent her time picking cotton as a kid, her and her mother's cotton, 300 pounds a day, nine foot bags, eight years old, in the field with no shoes, walking to school with no shoes. And I think about the person who owned the land and how they would have to discipline when they didn't make their numbers. I think about the control mechanisms that have been set in place for people to be disciplined. Like, I think that's a slave narrative, slave-minded narrative. And that's why I'm saying we gotta be able to redirect that. Gotta be able to switch that. Gotta be able to make that be differently and look differently. Because it's unhealthy. Let's just say that a whooping came from the ideology of disciplining the thing that you own. What if we adopted that into black American society? What if we adopted that into American society? That scares me. I don't want to perpetuate the same lifestyles and same struggles and same innuendos that took place when people were under the gun or under the noose or under control physically in my family. That's why I said we got to get rid of that word. Hmm. Agree, bro. One thing y'all gonna know is McKinney Podcast, we speak a lot about energy. And we hope that to open somebody's ears, somebody's eyes, and somebody's awareness to understand what really, what energy really is. Sometimes when you say certain words, people, especially black American culture, raise their eyebrows like, mm, you speaking witchcraft. Now listen, understand that, because if a scientist were to speak it, you would be like, yeah, the stuff that's in the walls. Understand that energy is all the way around us. Facts. Every it, there is energy is around us and inside of us. We and are made up of dark matter, which is melanin, which which is energy, right? Which is energy. Dark dark matter is melanin too. Mm-hmm. Very much so. That's why the pigment in our skin is what it is. The more melanin you got, the more chocolatey you are. I got a lot of dark matter. <laughs> We only got a couple more minutes. I do want to say this though. So for those of you who are listening, man, you know, we kind of went down Alice's rabbit hole and uh, we go down here often. So thank you for journeying with us. I do want you guys to take into consideration that there are some bullshit rules that you have been given, whether it has been passed down generationally, it has been passed down through your own experiences, or it just has been something that you think is truth and a reality. So shout out to Vision, uh, founder and CEO of Mind Valley at mindvalley.com or Mind, M-I-N-D-V-A-L-L-E-Y on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook. Go check that brother out. In his book, he talks about rules, B-R-U-L-E-S, bullshit rules. And what has been given to you? What are you standing on? What are you standing beside? What has been embedded inside of you that is not serving your future or the growth that you're trying to contribute in your life? Mm. What are you suffering in silence with that should not be there that you think is normal? Mm-hmm. Go look at him, check it out. Check out, but that take, that's a self-discovery mission and journey, and I'm sure that's gonna be something that we discuss. Facts. In episode eight. 19. 22 35 all of them uh, sister Gwen we love you thank you sorry for taking up so much time shouts out to Queen Gwen for allowing us to occupy her space during this podcast yeah. we want to make sure that we um, you know we, we salute to our we give salute to our sponsors yeah. we, to those that love us and, and allow us to be in a space and thank you to you guys who are listening like the numbers are up Bruh. They really listening. I just got some messages this morning as well. Yeah, it's love, man. We appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all so much for rocking with us. Coon, last word. Last word, last word. I speak these words spoken for the broken. Broken spirits, broken hearts, and broken minds. See, throughout my journey, I come to find that we all get a little low sometimes. And sometimes we need help. But sometimes we need help admitting that we need help. We get so trapped in our thoughts thinking we can do it by ourselves which just opens up this box of denial that gets compiled on the shelf. 
think here comes this dark and heavy cloud that just won't go away now. But the main thing that's being weighed down is our health. No more suffering in silence, family. Come on. Now it's time to speak out. Now it's time that we tell our truth, regardless of how ugly it is. We're going to live in beautiful boldness. Let's live in beautiful boldness. And I'm telling you, that was one of the hardest things for me to do because I've been black and bold even when I didn't want to be my whole life. And I was targeted and judged because of it and almost killed, literally murdered because of it, because it makes people uncomfortable. But then after a while, when they realize that they have no power to destroy you, they have no choice but to get comfortable with your truth, but to live, learn to coexist with who you really are. And then what it does is it gives them permission to do the same and it gives you permission to be free. Super facts. Go ahead and paint. Paint with all the colors that are wearing. Be free. Did you just Shots Pocahontas there? Shouts out to Pocahontas. <laughs> Shouts out to Pocahontas. That's my Disney brother. Movies. Disney movie kid. That's my brother. Chris and Play, last words. Empty your cup. Hmm. Empty your cup so you can be available to receive the blessings that you deserve, want, and need, and so that you can be available to hear the whispers. The more you be still, the louder than whispers be. The more you be still, the louder than whispers be. Cause God be walking and me talking to me. I can hear his whispers. Angels camped around me protecting me. I can hear their whispers. Come on. Ancestors by my side showing me. Come on. The painted picture. Yeah. Come on. I can hear their whispers. Yeah. So listen to them whispers. We love y'all. Peace and love. Peace. We out. King me. <laughs>